This is the Life and Soul podcast with me, Emma Forbes. 2020 really was an eventful year. And amidst the madness, we've all had time to reflect on what we most appreciate in life. And although we're still surrounded by uncertainty, it's important to be reminded of what really matters. I'm going to be asking some fabulous guests what makes them tick, asking them what really gives them life and what really feeds their soul. So join me for some nuggets of wisdom, a moment to breathe, and above all, a good old chat over a virtual cup of tea. And I hope that by listening, you'll leave feeling a little brighter about the year ahead. You're listening to Life and Soul with somebody that needs no introduction, because hopefully you'll have just heard him faffing around in the background. And he's the first guest that I've had on where I have not got a single note in front of me. Why? Because, because if I needed notes for Andy Peters, that would be a very, very sad state of affairs, right? Yeah, and slightly tragic if we needed <laughs> notes. You know, we've got to fill a, a, a small amount of time, hopefully, to, in an entertaining and insightful manner. But I'm so glad yeah. that I've captured you because you're a very hard man to pin down, let's be honest. I, I'm a very busy man, as you know. Uh, well, you're busy, but you're also very scheduled and organised, even in lockdown. You know, you're the yes. man that just gets it done. Because when I spoke to you at the beginning of lockdown, you were, you'd got a little sort of semi-studio in your garage. There's still a studio in the garage, yeah. Oh, there's still a studio? With a little yeah, green screen absolutely. situation, or what have we got? No, no, it, it's reminiscent of the broom cupboard, actually. So oh. what happened was, we when we went into lockdown quite suddenly the first time around in March, yeah. uh, ITV, the TV station, said, look, we just, people can't come into the studio, we don't want as many people in the studio. So we were all doing it from our iPhones, and I was doing oh. it in my garden, but had terrible, terrible Wi-Fi coverage in my garden no mobile coverage and so the technical director said Andy where's the internet coming to your house I said I have no idea what you've been asking me he said you must have a router I have no idea what that is I'm afraid Um, (laughs) he's like the internet comes into your house somewhere I said well probably in the garage I went into the garage and the phone worked brilliantly in the garage so I then did the rest of the morning's tv show in my garage, literally surrounded by boxes. It was sort of amazing because I was sort of starting to do this podcast which, as you know, I mean, you think you're not. You, you've just said you wouldn't know where a router was. I don't even know what the word means, if I'm totally honest. So we're, <laughs> I, I'm technically challenged, as they say. Mm. But it really did make people think out of the box, particularly in the telly world, of how we could do it in a different mm. way, like through a phone or in your garage yeah. or setting things up. And there was a certain, there was a bit of broom cupboard charm to it. There was a bit of kind of, yeah, I guess it, it, it sort of changed it a bit. It was a challenging time, but if anybody, I did feel comfort in the fact that if anybody could do it, it was you, because you were always that person, even when we were working together. You always were so involved on the other side of the camera, which I'm always singing your praises on. I'm always saying to people, I don't think people know that actually, if it was a one-man studio, you are that person, you know, in an emergency, when they kind of go, can anybody here fly the plane? I mean, I don't think you could fly that. I know you're a plane swap but I don't think necessarily I'd want you to do that but you are the person in a tv studio that if it all went completely wrong you could do it yeah I'd be able to turn my hand at it because the way I learned was you know being an 18 year old working in television in a room with a camera and lots of gadgets and the technical term is called a self-op a self-operational studio yeah where you have to do it all yourself and you learn a lot of skills and I'm inquisitive. What's really interesting is I'm so inquisitive about things in television. Ask me how to work the oven in my house. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I know how to, I know how to do oven and I know how to do microwave, but it does circo this and it does, I don't care. I only want to use it to do microwave and oven, even and you know, circo else. roasting. 
I don't even know what Serco roasting is. But sir, I mean, I bought a new one the other day. The lady said it's got Wi-Fi. And I said, what for? Do I do I use this as a television? And I get Netflix. An oven with well. Wi-Fi. Yep. So that sir, you could you could put your food in in the morning and on your way home tell the oven to switch on. I said, do you know, I've managed 49 years without doing that. It'd be fine. I wouldn't do it. On QVC, I guess you don't, well, probably they're not working ovens, are they? No, they are. Everything, everything you see is practical. Oh, is it? Ooh, yeah, but great. I don't have to work it because the food technologists you, do all you of that. You know a man who so, can. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just open up the oven and the thing is in there, nice and hot. Occasionally I open the wrong oven and say, where is it? And it gets in the other oven. I go, okay, that'll be where I need to look. I have an amazing team at QVC. I have a newfound love lockdown has given me I want to find some of your newfound loves in lockdown but one of mine has been shopping channels I hate to tell you I am like heavily engrossed I mean I was shopping for Christmas in May you've probably done Christmas 2021 already I am (laughs) so like ahead of the game and I love that because you know how organized I am about stuff like that so I love the fact that in July I can go do I want that Christmas tree and are those ornaments good and I like it with your food stuff too because it's all sort of you know I I just love a shopping channel what have you discovered in lockdown or what tv program have you indulged in wow I can do both of these really simply lockdown loved walking I yes. am a man that drives everywhere. I mean, I drive to the end of the road to buy a pint of milk. Now, I walked 16 kilometres on Saturday, which is just over 10 miles. I love, love, love walking now. I just so enjoy it. I've been on a walk this morning. I've walked eight kilometres already the first thing this morning, eight o'clock this morning. And then I won't go for another walk. Oh, actually, I might be able to sneak in another cheeky 20-minute walk this afternoon before Ooh. I go to QVC. And a fair weather walker, or you're walking in any condition? Walking any condition. I oh. find that a challenge. So when it's pouring with rain, I challenge myself to go for my walk. And I go for my walk in the pouring rain. And so I've got to do it, I've got to do it, I've got to do it. In the snow, I've got to do it, because then I'm not a fair weather walk, and there's many, many of those around where I live. I'm one. Yeah, I'm one of them. Oh, are you really? You're only yeah, walking yeah. great weather. I get quite angry at people on Instagram that go, I've just been out in the rain and they're all breathless and they go, it's amazing and it's refreshing. I'm like, no, give me full on sunshine, ideally a temperature of a minimum 50 degrees and up. See, now you've done that thing, you've quoted it in Fahrenheit. So now I have to translate you back to centigrade, <laughs> 50. So you want 10, 10, to 40. You want, want, oh, that's no, only 10 degrees. Yeah, I like, I mean, it doesn't have to be boiling. We're not talking tropical. Oh. We're just talking, you know, I don't mind big coats and stuff. Well, you know, like today, today, for instance, I haven't been, because I do do dog walking, haven't been yet because it's very windy. So although it's sunny, it's very windy. I don't like walking in very windy weather either. Anyway, but the other thing I've noticed is your meals every night that you post on Instagram. And that, again, has been one of the things that I'm slightly obsessed with. If you've missed a day, I'm a bit worried about what you've eaten. (laughs) I've not missed a day, and it can be quite challenging sometimes. You've had a very good and varied diet as your, you know, early nutritionist friend. Because let's be honest, we were ahead of the game when we used to do live and kicking. Can I just stop you there? Ahead of the game, Emma, is an understatement for what you you brought to the world 30 years ago. Yes. In how you ate, what you ate. Before anyone had ever discovered superfoods, you would discover superfoods. In hindsight, with yes. watercress. And I say, what are you eating all this watercress for? You're like, it's really good. Grains. I mean, who eats grains? Now, you can't move for grains. I don't really know what made me do that, because we did have that fabulous sort of tea room to the side of the Live and Kicking studio yeah. with the best toast and marmite. But I would bring in brown rice 
with olive oil and watercress, like a power salad. I mean, it was yeah. pretty ahead of the time. Yeah, it was. You were, you were really ahead of the time. And I you, would have the Marmite and toast. You'd have the Marmite and toast and, and Madeira, Madeira cake. cake. <laughs> yeah, that's from a, what a great diet. And the good thing about my podcast, we can talk about Marks and Spencers, which we never could on the BBC. We can no, plug the hell out of them now. Um, yeah. But what I like, your diet's been super varied, but I did see you did a week. You did do a plant-based week. And obviously that's oh. of interest to me. And I know you found that a real challenge, didn't you? Didn't like it. Oh my gosh, it was painful. Yeah. Painful might be a bit <laughs> too, too strong a word. I, I wanted to try and see, I'm a great believer in everything in moderation, number one. If you have a full scope of, if you eat everything. Number two, we all respect, you know, a celiac is a celiac. They can't eat gluten because it is to them a disease. And so I absolutely respect that. And if you lead a gluten-free lifestyle because you're a celiac. But what I won't abide is people who publicly go, oh, no, 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 no. I I try to eat vegan. And then you literally see them at McDonald's a week later. (laughs) Oh, no, no, but I only do vegan on Instagram. In real life, I eat at McDonald's. (laughs) But I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think that's. I think the word you're looking for is hypocritical. Um, I tell you a very funny story. I was in a restaurant and I ordered a beetroot starter, and I don't know what it was. It was beetroot and something and something. And then the lady came back to the table and said, "Oh, the chef's just noticed one of you's a vegan. The person who ordered the beetroot has ordered the beetroot starter and the, you know, and the vegetable couscous main. We just wanted to check what. You know, is there anything you can't?" I was like, "Oh, that was me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, let me quickly order a starter with some meat. I'm so <laughs> sorry." I don't want anyone to think I'm a vegan. And I then went and changed my order to have meat in it because I was like, well, no, I don't want to think I was a vegan. No, I just like the sound of the beetroot, so I ordered the beetroot. You know, and so I think, yeah. do you know what? It's, it's that thing of things being a fad that I get really upset about. You've never been a dieter. You've never been a fad person. You do what's no. healthy and what's right for you. So I also eat what I love. And when you and I have been out to dinner, like our last it's time we went exactly. out to dinner, which probably... And I'm just putting it out there, as I said to you, that you came to me. I'd been living in New York for two years. It was in New York, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I can't get a table anywhere, completely unknown, whatever. And you said to me, let's go to Nobu. And I was like, I, I'd love to take you to Nobu while you're in my town of New York, but yeah. I can't because I can't get us a table. And you went, I've got us a table in five minutes time where we got the best table and we had that incredible dinner. I don't like to sort of pinpoint it to it, but I liked the fact that you tried. And I do think that actually they do now say recent things, just say even if people try plant-based two days a week and just don't have meat or fish for two days a week, it's good to have variation. The thing is, if you want to have a plant-based diet, you might prefer coffee. Some people prefer tea. Some people have a skinny wet latte. Some people have an oat milk latte. We can all do what we want to do. Where I take a little bit of umbrage, I had to try (laughs) bacon. And I said, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Bacon? Bacon. It's like <laughs> bacon, but it's fake. I have to draw the line at that. We were no. on this shoot and they fried it. And I said, I'm really, I'm so sorry. Is no one else getting slightly, it looked like bacon, but it didn't taste like bacon. No. But it looked like bacon. I can't do that either. If I'm going to have it, like to me, I'm like, I remember there was one, there was this really great guy. I interviewed him years ago. I can't remember if I was working with you or whatever it was, but he, he too was ahead of his time. This guy called James Dugan. He used to have a, yeah. a book called Clean and Lean. Do you remember him? He was yeah. quite I remember the yeah, thing. absolutely, yeah. And I met him and he was brilliant. He just said, if you're going to have something, go all out. Never have a skinny muffin that's filled with like fake sugar or anything like that. He oh. said, if you're going to have a blueberry muffin, have a really delicious one. Have it with butter, sugar, eggs in it and enjoy every single mouthful. He said, or don't have it. 
And I thought, well, it's the best advice ever. Yeah. Because the fake stuff, it's it's almost worse for you that. I don't drink Diet Coke because cavemen drank sugar. Our bodies, since the dawn of time, have eaten sugar in the form of fructose, in fruit, sucrose. We've never, high fructose corn syrup, we've never, that was invented from somewhere. I won't eat a product with high fructose corn syrup if I know about it. But a product with sugar, because it, Actually, it comes from a natural thing called sugar cane. In the grand circle, it is a real substance. Yeah, cane sugar cane. is better for you, but yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. If you're going to have it, yeah, have cane sugar. So, you start putting chemicals to yeah. replace. I'm like, well, hang on. My body wasn't made to have that many chemicals in it. So I might as well stick with the bad cane sugar because at least technically it's natural. Your fitness is kind of... Incredible. I know it's been hard, harder this year, but you're 365 days of the gym. I have to tell you, yeah. pretty inspiring, Mr. P, because honestly, when I'm thinking, am I even going to go out? <laughs> I look and you've already done the gym. I'm a bit like, oh, for God's sake. You look identical to the day that I met you, except you're more muscly. I mean, I don't mean that rudely, but you are more muscly no, 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 because we weren't muscly in those days. No, we didn't work out. We it? had our baked no. potato and our baguettes from the oh, green God, every tea Friday. bar. Yeah, absolutely. Same diet. What's wonderful, having worked with you for so long, and we have so many wonderful memories. Yeah. But when you talk about these things to somebody else, you say, do you remember we used to eat jacket potatoes literally (laughs) every week? Every Friday. The worst baguette with a chicken and spring onion filling. I don't mean to be rude to the green tea bar. If you're listening, we love the whole ambiance of it. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Okay, so how we weren't vomiting by Saturday morning every week because those with the slightly manky mayonnaise in them. (laughs) And so... What's wonderful is all these things have changed. As you said just then, if you want to have a Big Mac, eat the Big Mac. Yeah, Don't eat it every it. day. But on that day, and I genuinely believe there is something to be said for your mental health to be not always wishing you could have something, which actually you can have that Big Mac. Yeah. But you know, but you spend your whole life wishing you could have it. And ultimately that's going to upset you. Eat the Big Mac, enjoy it, and then have a month without one. Exactly. The the release your body will give you of something you're enjoying. I think we beat ourselves up a lot. I think we live in a society where we're looking at everybody else's wonderful lives on Instagram and forgetting how wonderful our lives are. I don't need to compare myself to some six foot three ripped male model. Do you know, I'm glad you're six foot three ripped. Because you are him. (laughs) Yes, Yeah, because has he worked in a broom cupboard with a duck? No, no. I have. <laughs> You're right. It's it because social media does do that. And and again, one of the many things I love about you, and as you know, there's there's not much I don't love about you. But one of the many things no, I love about much. you is that you've never really. I need to word it in the right way. Like you don't bow to that pressure from social media or anything like that. You do your social media and you do it the way you want to do it, and you stick to it, and you're not that person and it is hard I'm I you know I get very put off by that and I was thinking I was laughing thinking when I was like you know knowing I was going to chat to you today I was thinking there's so many things that I admire about you is how you just stay steadfast and you and I have always had this extraordinary thing that actually in lockdown I've thought about a lot more because lockdown amongst many things has really sifted out friends from acquaintances um people that care about you to people that care more about themselves. And I don't mean that in a horrible way. I just mean, it's just, it's been a sort of a sieve of kind of, okay, this is my surroundings and you are my steadfast. Like you and I can not speak to each other for a month. And then 
a week ago you FaceTime me, let's be honest, by accident, but then I said stay yeah. on the phone. It's like it one doesn't have to try. And to me, everything is about yeah. trying. So off the back of that, I was thinking about our chemistry and when we get reunited, because we did get reunited again. Um yeah, when you stood in for Lorraine, which again, my podcast, you should be on a 24-7 with your own live show, putting it out there because I've also been talking to a lot of people. And if we manifest that 17 seconds a day, it happens. So that's okay, what I'm great, doing. You should be great, doing that. A lovely. Lot. Thank um, you. But reunited on air for that. And I thought it's so funny because we we get always lovely publicity off the back of it. I get lovely comments on social media going, oh my God, I loved you and Andy together. And somebody said to me, why don't you work together anymore? And I've come up with the perfect line now. And it was quoted in Hello Magazine this week. I said, because people like reuniting us too much. They don't put us together anymore because it stops a segment on a show because yeah. basically any show you get, I get a phone call going, we'd love to reunite you. And we go through <laughs> the reuniting. It fills up a bit of their time on the show everybody loves it and then that's it again but I yeah. do beg to differ that chemistry is something that you can't manufacture chemistry is earned chemistry yes. is it develops over time it, it, you know it doesn't happen instantly when you put two people together it just no. doesn't and if you you need two people that care about each other yeah and care about the end product well, I was going to say, because you and I actually, and I was trying to remember who I, and I'm so sorry, who I auditioned with, because you and I auditioned with separate people. Separate people, yes, absolutely. Didn't we? And then they decided yeah. on you and I, but we actually didn't meet till day one of rehearsals in Acton. Yeah. You know, you and I developed how to work together. Like we had yeah. to... I always tell the story that Chris Bellinger, our, our lovely producer, after the first show, I went up to the gallery and I said, you know, was it OK? And he said, yes, except you didn't breathe. I thought, oh, God. <laughs> how could I have done? How could I have done three and a quarter hours without breathing? When I watched it back, do you remember he'd make us watch it back? I was like, oh, my yeah, God, I never absolutely. took a breath. It was like I yeah. it's like I'd sucked in one of those helium balloons and just like, <laughs> like that. And we talked over each other and. Yeah. You gave the address and I gave the address yeah. and, and we, but we made it work because of, I think, just mutual respect. We had a mutual love and I mean love and I, I know I bang on about this a lot, but we both loved everything about television. And I, I really, I really believe that because you and I used to, and I, and I think you're the same as me, is that I loved like the smell of the BBC. I loved driving into the Horseshoe yeah. Car Park. I loved our reliable old chicken mayonnaise baguette. Yeah. I loved yeah. our pretty crappy little dressing rooms, but that we'd come and chat to each other and debrief. Yeah. I loved yeah. going into the makeup room. I loved the drama of what was going on in the makeup room. I loved the fact that we'd get guests that would come on and they didn't have entourage. They were just with us all morning chatting and having yeah. toast and kind of quite happy to be with Trevor and Simon and then chatting with me and then doing a skit with you. I think as a result of that, that's chemistry. That's like a bigger picture. That's not, there wasn't really any sort of like nastiness. I know that sounds really, or no, if I just. I'm, yeah, no, no, you, you're not remembering it with rose tinted glasses because that's how it was. And gosh, I get a little bit emotional because you would have each other's backs yes. all the time. It's not that it was us against them, but, you know, we were carrying the show. We were the faces of the show, along with John, along with Trevor and Simon. But you and I definitely had our challenges with the production team, hair and makeup. I'll never forget those days. And those are things that you had shared experiences, yeah. you know, that we had to go through together and we, and we needed each other. 
and we never forgot that and we went into it and and we look at we've come out of it you know still as strong friends as ever but I do laugh about things like you know now particularly with social media everybody you know all these influencers that open things and they're like oh thank you so much to you know Nike for this or whatever it is and I laugh because in the office when we'd go in on a Friday and we do our mailbags which you and I did our mailbags I mean somebody would sift through it because there were a few weird things in the mailbags but by and large you and I would go in and we'd reply to things and chat to to kids and stuff and (laughs) There was always this huge pile of stuff for you and you go, oh, my God, Emma, I've been sent these amazing Nike trainers to wear on TV tomorrow. Have you been sent any? And I'd be like, um, no, I haven't. And and it's <laughs> and it used to make us laugh because for whatever reason, do you remember, I would have to go. There'd be a last minute dash to somewhere like Miss Selfridge to go and buy an outfit for the next day. And yeah. you'd be like, oh, I've been sent a T-shirt that I've I can wear. Ted I'd Baker, like... look, which I think looks wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I've got a Nintendo. <laughs> oh, well, they didn't send you one. Oh, they sent me one. Okay, fine. Yeah. No, exactly. And I, and I think the wonderful thing about you is, and you know, you are so gracious. You always have been. And I was blessed that we, that, you know, that you mentioned him earlier, Chris Bellinger. We're blessed that he put us together. And it's interesting, you know, you never forget those things. You know, there are so many people, if I ever won an Oscar, brackets, I'm not an actor, but I would want to thank. Yeah. Yeah. But but one remembers every one of their names, who they are. Yeah. And, you know, I want to say thank you because without these people, I would never have got to where I am today. Oh, I mean, totally. I mean, I constantly thank Chris Bellinger, who actually is on Instagram. He does amazing photographs now. I don't know if you've seen him. Oh, really? He's the most beautiful photographs. He's an incredible photographer. But I'm always thanking him because he really did put us together with really, he didn't have to. I mean, I don't mean he didn't have to, but I mean, he really took a risk with both of us. We were both... Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it was... Yeah, he just he just did it. And I mean, I had bugged him a lot. You were already in the broom cupboard, but I had bugged him to death. I mean, I think he just thought there was no way out of getting me out of the building. I think he just thought I'd be like a sort of stalker. But he was amazing. And and you're right. You don't forget those people. And I think you don't. And that's why I say I just think people will just reunite you and I, because I think how would we recreate that unless I don't know. Somebody would have to have the vision. And, you know, uh, to this day. You know, I always think you and I doing this morning be a no-brainer because it's the closest yeah. thing to yeah. what we did and what people would remember. Yeah. Oh, so but can we tell that you know, story? Can we tell that story though? Because it is with Richard and Judy, because it would be so funny. Oh no, don't. That is our time slot. If we were going to get any time slot, it's that time yes, slot. Yeah. yeah and exactly. it was when Richard and Judy were doing it, and I think we'd been on it for some reason, or we'd done something on it. Yeah, we'd, yeah, we'd definitely been on it because that's when we said we should all go for dinner. Andy chose the restaurant, and we chose the Bender, which was a really Big budget. It's still quite cool, a big deal, yeah. A big yeah. deal, right? And you yeah. and I took them. We had this amazing dinner, didn't we? And you and I, because that was the way our relationship worked, you said, Emma, I will know. I've never forgotten. He went, don't you say anything. I will know when the time is right. And I'm going to say to them that when they're away for half terms and holidays, we didn't want the whole gig. We were being really yeah, respectful. Just, yeah, exactly. You said, I am going to know the exact point at which we should put that in the conversation and I yeah. will do it and then you join in I was like okay let's do it we got all the way to coffee and then you just said I've had an idea what about if Emma and I do your half terms and holidays and they literally I can't remember the exact but it was as brief as it wasn't it was like we need to get the bill and go we need to go there was no get the bill they were like we, we need to bill. go we got the bill lest we forget we got the bill they got up and said we really got to go what about the petty four? Do you not want to enjoy those? Oh, no, you don't. Oh, they've gone. 
and we never ever we never got heard it from them again I have a dog now as you know and I so I have to do dog dog walking anyway and I would say that the one thing that's been good out of lockdown is I have had the time more time to really reflect and really think about stuff it's why I set up this podcast because I love chatting to people as you know and I love doing broadcasting in whatever shape or form that Mm. takes and and I did look back so much on reflective things and find old photos of you and I and just of that era and I guess that's what lockdown did is it made one so nostalgic for things that we took for granted because now you know every time you came to New York we'd just meet for coffee and I've loved that and now I'm like oh my god even you being able to fly to New York to see me to sit somewhere I'm like yeah wow I didn't really think about that I didn't think about how we would have done if we'd have been on air doing live and kicking, how we'd have done that now, how we'd have yeah. done that in, you know, with kids in the audience, with bands. With... Well, well, I'm working on takeaway now. There yeah. is no studio audience. We must all be two meters apart. You get buzzers, yeah. you know, like a badge. But if I'm within two meters of somebody, it will buzz. So you know Does you're it? too close to somebody. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with, with all the mindful stuff, it's really great that you do that. And even seeing recipes that are, and again just healthy I wouldn't even call your recipes healthy I tell you what they always are they're always warming comforting they always colourful. feel comforting. colourful and yeah. comforting that's what I try yeah. and go for I try and yeah. kind of cook the beautiful. rainbow yeah exactly Aww. and that's so important and honestly I love it and those things I see Jamie Oliver did a pizza yesterday on his show yeah and it was it was just literally a pizza a, a dough which it was like I didn't know you could make dough that quickly but he did yeah the sausage chopped up some onions, put some thyme on, and it just looked, and I, it, cook the rainbow is a wonderful phrase because yeah. you want to get, you know, edamame just beans. Just colour. If in doubt, I just put edamame beans on it. It's <laughs> green, they're lovely. If in doubt, I just bunch some edamame beans on it. If you eat in season, fresh, good food, you can uh, eat the rainbow because it can be colourful. Yeah. And nothing is more boring than a sort of like a beige plate of food. Like it's just boring yeah. to eat like that. It just yeah. looks aesthetically boring. But I have to ask you before we go, my two key questions on this podcast are what gives you life and what feeds your soul? So what gives me life? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my faith gives me life. I, yep, I love believe that. that, you know, I'm, I am loved. I am looked after by, uh, uh, by, uh, by something greater than me and you. Uh, yep. And he has served me well. And yes, he has indeed. served Sarah well because I yes, talk to him he about has her indeed. every and your day of the prayers, week. Every day of the week. Yeah, your prayers um, to my sister have worked. So I too believe yeah. in a greater person. Yeah. Yeah. So that is what keeps me going. What feeds your soul? Do you know what? Happiness feeds my soul. Yeah. People always say, I work with Piers Morgan and he says, I can't bear the fact <laughs> that at 6.30 in the morning, you are upbeat, bouncy, bright and alive. And I say... I'm alive and that's why I'm upbeat, bright and bouncy. Yeah. Happiness and love and trying to be the best person you can be. And, you know, yeah. Chris, the homeless man, and I gave him a coat the other day <laughs> and I quickly stopped the car and I left out the car and said, I've got you a coat. And he just went, thank you so much, Andy. And yeah. that came from his heart. You've always been that person. I can honestly tell you that I've never known you any differently. And I've seen your faith carry you through. I've seen... I also love that about you because it's it to me, you you have faith into me the right way. You don't preach, you don't push it on others, but I know it's there. And I I love that in you. You're so wonderful to your family, but you do it quietly 
And you do it in the best way. You do charity in the best way. You do all of that in the best way. I hope that answered Piers' question, because sometimes when he's mean to you, I want to get on the phone. <laughs> Loving your work. Thank Loving you. your work. Loving your work. Have a lovely day. You too. Thank you. Uh, I'm off to work. I'm off to Kubeste. Quality value. Convenience. Yeah, quality value convenience. Go uh, do some yeah, quality value convenience for me and I'll start <laughs> shopping. <laughs> Love you lot. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And also, if you've enjoyed this episode, do leave a five-star review and you can find out more by going to buyemma.co.